Podcast. I'm John Stom. I'm Danny Gula. I'm Jeff McCullough. And this is the show where we talk about the past and the present and the future. And you know what? Something big is is happening real soon. It's been too far in the past since we've done Ooh. this last, which has Ooh. been we've been spacing out the podcast. True. Yeah, and in the near future, we're going to be making an announcement. So today in the present, we're gonna tell you yeah. that the next episode will be making an announcement. The very next episode of this podcast is going to be a big deal. A huge deal. It'll be a deal. It's the biggest deal yet. Now, we can't say like exactly how soon in the future it's going to be, but it's going to be sooner than later. True. Yeah. We can't say that. So, yeah, we're excited. We're, we're excited for you. We're excited for us. There's just really good things right around the corner. Gosh, I wish we could talk about it. It's, it's fun. It's going to be good. But we will talk about it next time in the future. Yep. But before we do that, we'll go to the past. Are you guys ready to talk about something different this time? Yeah. So, you guys don't know what I'm going to talk about, nope. but I will say that usually in the past segment, we find some kind of interesting historical event or something like that, and we're like, wow, I didn't know that there was a straw hat riot in the 1920s or whatever. Man, flashback to the first episode. Very first, first episode. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which still, I, I bring that up all the time. That was a good one. The straw hat. It's, it's a weird thing. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened in the past, and we can... Straw we can, hat riot. There's, it's a huge well to draw from. Well, anyway, this time I've got a little something different. It's a hypothetical question. Mm. Oh. Okay. Now, I did not write this. I did not make this up. And I'm going to give credit to our boy, a fellow YouTuber, MKBHD, Ooh. Marquez Brownlee, on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. And he posed this question. It was a while ago, actually. I wrote it down. Um, uh, be, or I just made a note of it because I wanted to bring this up in the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect question for the for the for the group here. You guys ready? Yep. yep. And I quote: If you were dropped back in time into January first, eighteen hundred, how would you successfully prove you were from the future without bringing anything back? Eighteen hundred. January first, eighteen hundred. Yeah, you'd have to talk about like you'd have to predict the future correctly i think would be the only way to do it see that was my thought too first that was my first thought i i hadn't really thought this through to like come up with the best answer yeah but i think if you can't bring anything with you to be like look at this cool iphone yeah you know because if you could do that they'd be like wow you're either like an alien or you're a i don't know what this is is some sort of magic um but if you could Hmm. it's almost it's interesting because you almost have to be a historian yeah. To be able to predict their future. I'm trying to think if... The, That's it, what I'm thinking of. Like, I'd be like, oh, the War of 1812's coming, but you got to wait 12 years for that to happen. That's true. You could do that. Although, would you would you run the risk of, of some sort of paradox, of some sort of butterfly effect that yeah. actually disrupts right. what is actually going to happen? Could you invent stuff? That's That was where my mind went next. Is like, what simple things do you think we know about yes. that they don't know about that yeah. you'd be like... You'd blow their minds. And either you look like a magician or something, or you could, you know, be like, look, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm from the future. So what would that be yeah. like? Obviously, it's interesting because, like, we know about electricity and the internet and cars, and but 
we have no idea yeah. how to make those from scratch if you just had to out of, out of yeah. dirt. Now, if, if, if you took someone like, um, I don't know, uh, Elon Musk mm-hmm. or Steve Jobs when he was still alive and took them back in time, I mean, there's enough like knowledge there about yeah. certain things that maybe they could yeah. um, whip something up, if yeah. you will. But us not being at that level of, of aptitude when it comes to inventions right. and technology and stuff like that. I'm wondering, like, what is it that we do that we oh. actually do? Oh, you, just you saying this. Yeah. You gave me the idea. Okay. Uh, music. Oh, okay. oh, you would play yeah. some music? You could play some music. Like, I mean, I only play the drums, but I could maybe hammer something out on a piano or something. I could totally you could, you I could, could play some ragtime. Drop some ragtime on them. They'd be like, what is this? Yeah. They would crucify you. <laughs> they might actually. Actually, we're not talking like dark ages. We're talking 1800s. Yeah, I know, but when jazz came out, they're like, stop playing that sex music. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. Jazz was like a derogatory term for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But it was. A lot of that was also tied to like. Like race right cultural stuff and i think they were probably oh, you're thinking if like some white guy came in and yes invented. absolutely so you want to back to the future jazz yep the same way they back to the future rock and roll i mean i'd feel bad doing it because scott, <laughs> scott joplin deserves all the credit there but um yeah let's I mean, say why not? let's say you're not gonna like back to the future things or you're not gonna butterfly effect things necessarily i guess you could never know that but let's say you just you're you're dropped in like a cabin in the woods mm. where like it's you, you're talking to some people there but they're not like you know, you're not you're not talking to like a a person who's writing down the history who's going to like, oh, remember that this guy, this white guy in 1800 made up jazz. Yeah. You know, you're not going to ruin it. I don't know. For me, I think that's a actually great suggestion that you do the music thing. But I, I'm I'm going back to the first suggestion. Like I know enough about U.S. history and presidential history that like predicting the next election might. Although, see, people might think that you're just some sort of, especially back in the day. It's yeah. like, Wow, you must have like. Visions from the the future, right. from not like vision, not that you're from the future, but you've got some sort of like soothsaying abilities. Right. I think we're smarter than every doctor back then. I think we know more as the average man. I think that's probably the thing we know the most of. That's a good point. That they don't, they know nothing. They were still le- doing leeches and stuff then. Well, here's the problem though, because like what I would say, to, my first thought when you were saying that was like, oh yeah, just like tell everybody to wash their hands, and they're probably not going to get sick anymore. But how do you, uh, how do you? It was make really so- indoor plumbing that did the big difference, because when people started bathing regularly and washing the germs off of them, that made the huge difference. Well, either way, like yeah. how are you gonna, you gonna. There's going to be a process to like dig some plumbing for all these people right. and make some soap for them. I wonder if they knew about uh, the uh, the cleansing effects of, of charcoal back in the day. Mm. I, I wonder mm. when that was perfected yeah. in, as, as a filtration system because if you could somehow... Filter water. Filter water. I mean, coal like does it. Like it yeah. by itself does it. So if you could find a way to, 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 to prove the point that there are like invisible or microbial... Yeah, you know, germ theory wasn't around yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough think, one. But yet, all that proves is that you know something. It doesn't prove that you're from the future, that you got that knowledge from the future. Right. Like some super smart European professor, I don't know, could show up in this room right now and tell us something we don't know. Yeah. And that doesn't successfully prove that they're from the future. It just, just means that they're, that smarter, than they're smarter than us. And they've discovered something. Right. It's a discovery. But I mean, we could make a killing as doctors, man. Just tell people to stop doing leeches. We know about vaccinations. Right. Yeah. The problem is we could make penicillin. There's it's probably people mold. that had ideas about stuff back in the day, but they weren't able to accomplish it. That's the problem. Is how would people hear what we are suggesting is more than an idea as opposed to a reality? Yeah. yeah. I think you have to predict 
events as they happen. You have to come up with like the date and time at which something happens. You have to tell somebody to an extent that it's not going to butterfly affect it. But you'll be like, right. I'm from the future. Uh, I mean, this is 1800. That's just a tough year, man. Because I don't know a lot between 1800 and like the Civil War. Yeah, I don't know. That's really like know. a period that I'm just not. I, I know a little bit about it. And the, the really the first place that my mind went to um, was Lewis and Clark. Um, probably because my favorite historic book is about the Lewis and Clark expedition, like out of their journal writing and stuff like that. Um, so being that they were on like this voyage of discovery, um, 1804 to 1806, yeah. I would be able to say, I know that the president is going to commission these guys to do this. And I know what they're going to encounter there and back. That might not be convincing that yeah. you don't know exact dates. Well, here's the other thing is like, it would seem maybe like you were just like a spy or something like you knew that the president was going to do that because you've been talking to some people in the government like think about it like this what would convince you right now that someone's from the future like if, if someone came in right now and was like hey um you know like in a year or two there's some guys that are going to go explore uh antarctica mm -hmm. and like you'd be like okay i you I mean, there there are some people that have done this. Like, there was a guy. There are, yeah. We've we've actually talked about it on one of our podcasts where they're yeah they they were on message boards or they've uh, in some way tried to predict certain things and they like vanish. Yeah. In prepping for my future topic, there was a dude, there was a guy who worked for the U.S. government who basically wrote down a bunch of predictions about the way the world was going to be between then and the year 2020. This was like the early 2000s, and he got. About maybe sixty percent of them, right? But again, there's That's a difference between somebody who's able to like, like Nostradamus, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. predict things, as opposed to convince the present day people that I am from the future. Yeah. I have another idea. What if you go deeper into the past? What if you we we all have a pretty decent knowledge of of our country, right. and in 1800 they didn't. They you know, they like you said, Lewis and Clark hadn't explored it really yet. So what if you could take people somewhere and like dig and prove there's things here or, you know, show like fossil records or like, uh, okay. Or I like, see where you're going or be like, this. let's go out West. Mm. I'm going to show you the grand Canyon. Cause no one, no American had been there. Be like, sure. follow me. We're going to this place. Nobody's yeah. ever been there. I, could get to I the guarantee grand you it's there. And you prove that it's there. Yeah. Or you'd Ooh. be like, I'm going to, we're going to go to the Pacific ocean. And yeah. Like, or Hey, I'm, what? I'm going to take you to old faithful. Yeah, like oh, yeah. to take it to Yellowstone. Like, what? How do you know this? Because in the future, in the future we all know about. We this. have yeah. maps of this stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll take you wherever you want to go. We're gonna go north. It's gonna be oh. Alaska. We're gonna go south. We're gonna, you know, whatever. I'm gonna tell you exactly where there's a bunch of gold. There you go. There you go. And because that's San the stuff. Francisco. That's the stuff you can't really like. You know, you're gonna go there and you're gonna dig. They're gonna believe you because. What are you gonna plant all that gold there to prove Although, yourself? Where right? is it in San Francisco? I just know it's out there somewhere. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, it's generally Northern California. What's California? All right, let's go. You know, <laughs> imagine a land of beautiful weather all the time. But okay, now here's here's the challenge with that one. I'm, I'm good at shooting things down. My wife calls me the bubble popper or the bubble burst. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, you're at, that's a big ask at that point. Mm -hmm. Travel was rough. It was hard. In oh, 1800, yeah. really hostile Native Americans. And True. odds are you die of dysentery. Oh, yeah. So like the amount of money... And supplies that you would need to take someone very far they're just going to say you're crazy i don't have the money or the time to do this go away so is that really a plausible way to convince them even though if they did have the means to do it you could totally probably prove it mm -hmm. which would yeah. be actually really infuriating because you're like no if you just go with me i can prove it <laughs> uh -huh. but they won't go with you true 
That's a tough question. Oh, it's a tough question. It's, it's almost like it's, it's anxiety and yeah, it's yeah. kind of scary. Like if this, act, I mean, it's impossible that it would actually happen. But if it did, it'd be like I couldn't get back. It almost feels like <laughs> nobody would believe you. You'd just die, and that that's it. I, I think mean, I think what I would do is just be like, you know what, I'm here. I'm just gonna live in this peaceful, well, not peaceful, but I'm just gonna live in this simpler time right now and just enjoy my <laughs> and try not to die from from dysentery or cholera. But I know about germ theory, so I'm gonna be different. I know, and, how but to make there's soap. no soap. I know how to make soap. You know how to make soap? Not any bacterial soap, but I know how to make soap. Okay. You know who was in a good situation in this scenario? Doc Brown in Back to the Future 3. Dude's a scientist. Yeah. And it, it, am I the only one that wasn't just thoroughly impressed by the fact that he created an ice maker in the 1800s? I mean, the ice was brown. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, the water was brown. Right. But, yeah. I mean, he was able to he was able to conjure up some things. But even still, people didn't uh, say that, well, that means he's from the future. Not to say he was trying to convince people. But um, they just thought that he was, you know, like... Just the the wild eyed you yeah, know village scientist inventor, yeah. the, uh-huh. the inventor <clears throat> he was a blacksmith back then so I think our problem that we're running into and in all these different ideas is like it's gonna take time and energy and like you're gonna have to it's gonna take patience to be able to convince people if yeah. you can at all mm-hmm. there's gonna there's not gonna be like a snap of the fingers oh you must be from the future I don't think you can't I don't think you could because I think a lot of people just be everyone's gonna be so questionable they're just gonna be like no I don't believe it I don't believe it I've got something that might help our cause. Hmm. I put my finger up in the air and made a big, like, wide-eyed face, moment, okay? Yeah. Yeah. My aha moment is this. Just the way we talk is going to be weird to them. True. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's it's not as though um, they could just say you're from a different country because th- I think our language has evolved or devolved, depending on who you talk to, hmm. um, so much that even... The inflections of our voice and the way we order things, uh, verbs, things of yeah. that nature, might might be something that could help our cause. All right, so I mentioned that this question came from uh, Marquez Brownlee on Twitter. Yep. So I just pulled up the tweet again, and I'm looking at some some of the popular replies. One person says tattoos. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Tattoos have been around for a real. Like they've had tattoos. They were around then. Yeah, but like. But they did. Do they have the tattoo technology to do it with as much detail as we right? Can get I don't think so. I think that's why like sailor tattoos are a thing. Like they're a lot more basic. It's an interesting thought. My problem is I'm tattooless, so right. I'm hosed. Me too. Yeah. I wouldn't have any of those to prove. Either. I've got one, but it could have been done in the 1800s, so no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you took someone with a very detailed tattoo with like color ink like and everything. Chris, my wife's got a really detailed tattoo. They'd be like, "How did you do that?" They would. They would think like that. That's a pretty good answer because it's like. You just don't know how that works. Oh yeah, you kind of blow some minds. A friend of mine from Chicago, she had a beautiful flower that had no line work done on it. It was all just like shading color. Mm-hmm. It was, I'd never seen a tattoo like that before. It was beautiful. Uh, again, though, like if someone walked in here and they had something weird on their body, you wouldn't think they're from the future. You'd just mm-hmm. think, I don't know how you did that. Right. It must be some new technology. Oh, I got it. My teeth. The fact that they're There's straight like fillings in there and like i've got like a partial fake tooth that you can't really see unless you kind of get up close that i could be like look at this look how good this is do you think they had really expensive dental work that could do anywhere close to that no back then? man that's why that's why old uh george washington had fake teeth well I don't, i'm not saying he was i'm, I'm saying like wood. like kings and stuff I don't know. I, I mean, do you guys so. have fillings? Amalgam? I have metal fillings. Yeah. See, I don't. I got a mouth. I got no tattoos, and I got no amalgam fillings. Me, me neither. I got a lot of fillings. So your teeth—that's not—that's not bad. That's teeth not bad. might be good. Yeah. They'd be like, I don't understand what's happening with your teeth right now. 
I like this answer. The fact that I'll be in color and they'll still be in black and white. <laughs> nice. You know, I actually thought that, that everybody yeah. in the past was in black and white. So did I. I thought that too. I think a lot of kids think that. This is funny. I'm just scrolling back through more replies and someone said, show them your teeth. Historically, people had to replace their teeth with different fillers because dental hygiene wasn't cared about as much. So there you go. I bet that's a that's, that's a, a good, good one. Answer. That's a decent one. I'm 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 still drawn to the medical thing. Because if you could hang out with a doctor and like show them oh, uh, like yeah. this, okay? Here here's a good one. Somebody goes into cardiac arrest, you start doing them chest compressions. Right. And be like, yeah. how did you know how to do that? I'm telling you from the future. Right. Somebody starts choking on their salted meat mm-hmm. you give them some Heimlich give them some Heimlich yeah. how'd you know how to do that there's a dude named Heimlich in the future that invents this it made people eat uh, moldy bread whenever they're sick and they're like I learned that penicillin, in the future yeah. bruh that's penicillin mm-hmm. and then you say I mean, bruh and they're really? like why are you calling me bruh I thought it was cheese <laughs> was it where the mold it was mold at some point we're just gonna be eating a lot of bad mold no I don't think it was cheese I think it was I think it was, was, a, it bread? It was on bread but, but it has to be the right kind of mold right yeah well I mean so I mean what happens if you eat the wrong kind of mold I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm from the future, but I'm not a doctor. This is why it's going to be such I'm a story. I'm so scared yeah, right I'm, now. I'm just settling in. I'm yeah. building a cabin in the woods. And I'm going to build a cabin in Virginia called Monticello. <laughs> no, right. it's Monticello, man. No, I'm saying I'm going to build it down the road from Monticello. We call it Monticello. You're going to beat him to the punch? Yeah. Oh, Thomas amazing. Jefferson later went insane with jealousy from his neighbor who built a... Who did everything he was going to do before he could do it? <laughs> All right. All right. Let's. We, we we're not getting anywhere on this. Let's just let's let's make our way. We don't, back we don't want to get stuck in the past. Mm-mm. Yeah. Let's get back to the present because we have no clue what to do in the past. Let's do it. All right, guys, we're in the present. Yeah. Um, um, I'm coming down off of my little anxiety attack from the previous segment. Um, but my blood pressure is going up again. Uh-oh. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever just been like sitting in your backyard or maybe walking through, I don't know, the downtown area where we're from mm-hmm. or maybe at a park? Have you ever gotten really creeped out whenever you see this thing like blinking in the sky and you hear a little buzz and you realize it's a drone? Yeah. It, do drones ever freak you out? Oh, you, you like you you come across like rogue drones? Occasionally? Yeah, rogue drones. It's like, or even in my neighborhood, there was a there was a drone flying over it, and I'm like, it's creepy to me. Like you hear the buzz, you feel like you're being watched. Like who's droning over my house? Who's watching me? Yeah. Um, when I see a drone, I feel uncomfortable, mm. and I'm mm. looking around like who's got the drone? What's going on? Is that just a me thing, or I don't think that's just you, but I don't have that problem. Yeah, I don't have that problem either. I've I've been the drone guy sometimes. I don't care. So the drones don't bother you? They don't bother me. Okay. Um, what if, though, you're sitting in your backyard, you're at said park, you're out in public, mm-hmm. and you don't see one drone, but all of a sudden you see a swarm of drones Ooh. appear out of nowhere Ooh. coming okay. towards you. Swarm of drones, I'm concerned. You know how I feel about robots, Jeff. I do know how you feel about robots, that they're taking over the world. By the way, speak. they just had, they just made a robot that taught itself to walk. Why? Because they want us to die faster. Yeah. It taught itself to walk. It taught itself to walk. They made a robot, didn't program it to walk. It learned. Well, I'm fine until it teaches itself how to run because I'll just run away from it. <laughs> but here's here's what I'm asking. Did this, this happen? <clears throat> In northern Colorado, southern no. Nebraska, and this is a little bit stale news, but I just I, I've been following it for a while because I'm looking for updates. 
People started reporting, and this is not just people, this is law enforcement, swarms of drones appearing out of nowhere and flying in these crazy formations. Now, we're not talking UFOs. Just we're talking drones. drones. And law enforcement is contacting the FAA. They don't know anything about it. Military bases not only don't know about it, but they're actually launching investigations. Are there videos of this? Is there it... are videos of this, what? yes. And nobody is coming forward. Now, the thing is, is that... Um, the military and you know different uh, government agencies are downplaying it like they do anything serious right. because they're saying, well, technically these drones aren't breaking any rules. They're following all the guidelines and all the laws and the regulations for drones, so we don't need to be worried about it. Yeah, but like people that live there... You're not required to report your flights. You're just required to log them so if somebody looks into them, they can see them. Problem is, nobody's coming forward. That's weird. And since this news has come out, which was the end of December, beginning of January, so it's been going on for a couple, two, three months now, um, they still have no idea where these swarm, swarms of drones are now, coming from. this was from. where, you said? This is in uh, Colorado and Nebraska. Now, you just blew my mind because, first of all, I never think of Nebraska. I would have said it was <laughs> south of Colorado. Um, <laughs> nope. It's like how he just blew your mind by saying Nebraska. <laughs> like I blew your mind by just saying something that's well known to like, most. Americans. I know. No, I know Nebraska is somewhere west of us. <laughs> if you, if you're but from that's ne- one of those states I don't ever think. If of. you're from Nebraska, we apologize. That Danny I just never think of doesn't. Nebraska. We don't think about Nebraska. But all right, no, can can I get you to at least be concerned about that? Even yeah, though you're not afraid yeah, of a single Yeah, that, that okay. would concern me. All right, so um, they've they've come forward with saying well maybe it's uh some sort of like agricultural thing Mm. yeah like crop dusters maybe it could be um people that are mapping Mm -hmm. like even google um they're actually i i didn't know that this existed but some people were suggesting that um there are actually drone air shows i don't know if you knew this where they fly in they make shapes and formations and stuff like that. they do that in china a lot yeah they did that for the olympics yeah very cool um so they're like maybe people are practicing for that the problem is with all these theories, again, nobody's coming forward. Nobody's coming forward. My theory would be somebody's developing some sort of multi-drone flight system, and the reason they're not coming forward with is they just don't want to talk about it yet because it's because it's probably something proprietary that they they're trying to make it easy for like maybe one guy to just fly multiple drones. Okay. Yeah, my, I'm thinking. My first thought was okay, maybe this is some sort of like Air Force thing or something like that, but. On second thought, like, I don't think they would be so careless to just, like, fly over residential areas and let people see them. They would probably be flying over places like Area 51. Yeah, they got There's nobody out there. Sure. They've got plenty of space where they could test these things. I bet, like Danny said, I bet it's, like, a private company. Sort of, like, um, I know, like, Uber and a lot of those kind of companies are uh, really developing. I, I think it was Uber. Maybe it was a different company. Somebody bought a bunch of land in, like, Pennsylvania and they're like developing, you know, self-driving cars there. Sure. They've got like uh, tracks for self-driving cars, and like there's all these companies that are like kind of uh, investing into really future technologies mm-hmm. um, beyond what they do now at all. So it could be something like like a Uber or a Lyft that's like, or a, even like FedEx. They're yeah. trying sure. to like develop these fleets of drones that can carry packages. Or Amazon could be doing that. All right. So I'm gonna since since we've kind of. You guys have have brought forth a plausible explanation, so we can calm down a little bit with it. But I wanted to ask, not ask a question, but I wanted to to make a statement tied to this topic that I wanted to talk about for a minute, okay? We just talked about going back to, you know, 1800. What would you do to prove you were from the future, right? Um, Can I assert, when it comes to present day, 
that drone technology is the most underrated technological advancement of our time, at least right now. I'm not talking like internet time frame or smartphone time frame, but it is seriously, I think, underrated how amazing drones are and yeah. the amount of stuff that you can do with drones. Yes, I know. I think about that yeah. a lot because you see a lot of those uh, FPV drones. Those are oh super gosh, cool. Those are so uh, cool. First person view, is that what that stands for? Yeah. Super cool. Like I just mean, flying through places. Like All the things that we can do with drones. I mean, whether you're shooting video for something, which you guys have used yep. on multiple yeah. occasions. You don't really need a helicopter anymore. Mm-mm. You don't. Yeah. For, for making I'm, movies. In I mean, movies, yeah. They they can do shots that were previously impossible. Even even like for scientific discovery, there yeah. are ways that they can use drones right now. How about this? We just talked about Mark Rover and uh, who he highlighted in the Team Trees video. Yeah, planting trees with planting drones. Planting trees with drones. Um, John, you were telling me about a story that took place within the past week or two about uh, Elon Musk talking about drone technology as opposed to fighter jets. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't even remember who he was talking to exactly. But if, anyway, military staff. And he was telling them uh, basically like boldly, uh, your investments in these fighter jets like the F-35, which is like the big new hotness in terms of, uh, you know, fighter jets that it's not even new it's been going the project for the f-35 has been going on for i don't even know two decades Mm -hmm. trillions of dollars whatever and it's still a terrible fighter jet Uh, just the anyway elon musk's idea is that like stop investing in fighter jets because they're already outdated let's invest in in drones because yeah the best fighter jet is still piloted by a human and a drone is going to smoke that any day absolutely but yeah drones are definitely going to be the future of of the military yeah well i just like i said earlier crop dusting that's like a big feature for drones like i mean it's kind of a large initial investment but it's way cheaper than a plane and like right now they just you just hire a dude to do it and i think they we've talked about this before they've pretty much um come to a conclusion if you will that if there are ever going to be flying cars it's probably going to be drone technology of some sort yeah it's as opposed to rocket propelled cars or anything like that yeah um there yeah i think they're super cool i mean that's kind of what people are going like with the uh flying taxis that are coming out and stuff now it's all just drones like people repurposing the technology we've used to make these small uh you know drone vehicles they're they're using it to make cabs and all kinds of things now which i think is is super cool well i mean just think about how much it has impacted military uh oh yeah operations yep how now you can literally i i know a guy i know a guy who knows a guy mm. who sits in an office in virginia yeah. and controls drones across the world that's doing military stuff and no american human is anywhere in danger it's awesome it's pretty amazing yeah they go home they do that in strip malls the u.s military has offices in strip malls mm. where they're just like Drone pilots, and they just go to work like in an office like everybody else does. Yeah. But I mean, just uh, it, again, it being such an, in my opinion, an underrated technology that is having a huge impact on the present and I think is going to have a giant impact on the future. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the, the things that you can do with a drone to minimize like risks to humans. I mean, even like changing the light bulb on the top of the Empire State Building, something like that. Eventually, there's going to be a drone that does that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was trying to get me this job. Uh, The power company hires drone pilots now, like in-house drone pilots. And what what do they do? All they do is fly over lines and survey lines. There's power outages. They fly out, find where it is. It saves lives. One of my dad's friends died looking for a downed power line, stepped Mm. on it in the snow, zapped him. 
and you don't have to do that if you have a drone flying around. Yeah. I have heard rumors of tiny, little bitty, like very small drones, like micro drones that they will use that are, are so small they're almost as like insects that could fly into a house. Oh. And uh, for example, I think where I saw this claimed was like somebody was a suicide bomber. Oh. And it looked like an insect that flew into a house to see if that person was actually suiting up to getting ready to go on a suicide bombing. And it was sending images back to uh, a military establishment that was trying to figure out if they needed to take some action. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like micro micro drones. Micro spy drones. Insect-sized drones. Have you ever Whoa. seen the circuits inside a pair of AirPods? No. It'll blow your mind and you'll be like, oh, this is totally, like, it's totally possible to build this micro drone when you see the circuit boards and the circuitry inside a pair of AirPods. Hmm. It's crazy. Hmm. Anyway, that's stuff that's going on in the present. I thought it was worth chatting about, so I threw it out there. Yeah, what do you guys say we fly on into the future? Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Sure. Okay, so here we go, guys. Um, Wait. Welcome to the future. Wait, let's let's try to get like a what are we a perfect fourth for a robot mm-hmm. voice? One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the future. future. Nice. I like the future. Yeah. It sounds a lot <laughs> like a like a 1980s like computer or something, but it's we are the collective consciousness of John, Danny, and Jeff, who has been shoved into a computer. If there are any like. Girls listening, they're nobody's. We, we've lost. <laughs> they're everybody. like these are some nerds. We've <laughs> lost everybody. There's one person listening to this podcast. Their name is Terry. Wow. And uh, don't insult people from Nebraska. And <laughs> they're from sorry, Nebraska. They're from Nebraska. <laughs> shooting into the sky. They're just they they ran out of ammo. Ran inside real quick to get some more rounds before they went outside to shoot down more drones. Maybe I'm on drone watch. <laughs> I'll be outside. They got distracted by the podcast. Turn up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Terry. <laughs> I need to know what to do if we have to go back to the past in 1800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any good ideas. <laughs> You're right. We are nerds. We're pretty We're pretty nerdy, oh, guys. Okay. Anyways. Uh, okay. So I'm going to ask you guys a, a hypothetical question. Mm. Wait. I'm having deja vu. I feel like we've done this in the past. See I what want I did there. I see what yeah. you did there. I'm gonna ask you guys a hypothetical question, but then I'm gonna give you some information before you answer. So I wanted to give you time to think about it, and then I want to give you some facts. So can we like go home and sleep on it, or we? Gotta no, you're some... gonna have to answer when okay. I'm done. Okay. Here, so, um, so a few people have discussed this throughout various parts of time, but the idea that the U.S. Constitution might not last forever. It's lasted a very long time thus are, far. Are you talking about the physical? piece of paper not the piece of paper oh like, the actual like the legal document the information on the it. information on it, the okay. document we hold as our united states constitution may not and probably won't last forever so the question is is will 
or when the United States replace its constitution. And the reason people say this is, is because uh, the constitution was written a long time ago and uh, it's a different time period than it is now. And what we don't have everything in there that we need to answer our questions. Now we have an amendment system, but it's increasingly hard to write amendments. And the way the constitution's written right now, less and less gets done. So the government becomes less and less effective. The legislative body gets less and less done as you have to have a fairly large majority to even control anything in both houses. It might be possible that we need to either just change it because the amendment process is way too hard or continue to amend. It's a, it's a debate on whether or not it is. That's why I want to ask you this question is where you guys sit on this. But before you guys can answer uh, the question of how long do you think it will last and should it be replaced? Do you think the founding fathers believed that the Constitution should last forever? You know, these are there's there's a lot that could be said about each of these questions mm -hmm. and i don't know if you have any meaty thoughts john i've got initial i've got an initial gut answer yeah but then i've got some maybe more thought-provoking statements my initial gut answer is no yeah like no it's not as fragile as people are saying no people don't know what the like the shelf life is going to be for our constitution right. no i don't think there's anything unique about our time Honestly, I don't. That says our Constitution is more in peril now than it's ever been. Right. I could point to a dozen other times in U.S. history when the Constitution seemed to be in more peril or equal peril. Right. And I think every generation talks about the threats to our Constitution, which is why I think it's such a powerful document. Mm -hmm. Because it has gone through so many different world events and geopolitical shifts and all that other stuff. And has maintained its integrity. And uh, do I think that it has reached a point right now where there is a lot of stalemating that takes place because of the bipartisanship? Yeah, but I also think that's not something that's that's not terribly unique. That's uncommon to our time too. So now, yeah, the, the difference is though is there there used to be a lot more bipartisan work that was done. Like there's there's still I think the stalemates have always happened, but I think you used to be able to get a lot more done. There were seasons, yeah, where there was more bipartisanship, right. but there were other seasons where. It was incredibly polarized. Yeah. Do you think any of the founding fathers thought it would last for? It should last forever. That's a weird question. Why? Why wouldn't it's, it's, they? It's think just it kind should. of a broad question. It's a way for me to bring up that, like Thomas Jefferson, the guy you mentioned earlier. He he had a specific age he thought it should last. Okay. He was very that. specific about it. He thought it should last 19 years. And then what? Um. And he he thought it should just you would draft a new constitution. Oh. Um, okay. Like that. He thought it would be like done here and his reason being like thomas jefferson was a brilliant man like he was super smart uh knew multiple languages studied tons of, like he they didn't call him a renaissance man then because they didn't use that term then but but he was but he was a renaissance man um and he studied a lot of history and he his when he came to his conclusion of 19 years he's like that's how long historically laws have lasted and when he says laws have lasted he doesn't just mean they weren't like they might, they might be longer. Like they might be enforced longer. But he goes after 19 years, it stops being that law is there, because his theory was you put a law there because it's a human right. Like we put a law in to protect human rights. And he said at that point, after 19 years, it's not a human, it's not in there as a human right anymore. It's just being enforced. Now that's an interesting. And it has to be rewritten to be taken for the the modern context. The whole idea of a rewrite. Now to me, that that maybe is more clarity to the question. That, yeah. That I mean, caused me to adjust my answer. Um, I don't think that the, 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 the skeleton, the nuts and bolts of yeah. the constitution is in peril. And I do think that America could potentially depend on you know, And that's, I think that's kind of what most people get. It. Yeah. It's, it's not just like completely like forgetting everything and just being like, 
Let's start. What do you guys got? Well, I didn't know like, if you were. I thought I didn't know if you were. You if you were implying that a collapse. Of no, the not government. necessarily like a collapse. But then at some point we're just like, look, this isn't working. There's too many stalemates. We need to start over instead of debating. Is what we what we you know what this constitution is. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what the, that's kind of why they think the the 17 year average is is there is because it's it's not necessarily that it's there. like the the joke is is like you go to a library and you ask hey i'd like to see a copy of the french constitution somebody says oh we don't hold period oh we don't carry periodicals and it's just a joke they've, they've gone through so many constitutions but it really is is just like they've a lot of people like you have the united states constitution has been the basis for so many and people just take that and they go okay let's write this one and then they right. do like oh this isn't working let's let's take that basis and let's write a new one like it's still kind of that framework is there but it gets rewritten Sorry. um so okay. then the question do you guys know how many articles are in the u.s constitution no i don't seven do you know how many amendments 27, eight, Seven? nine, 29, 27. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many, um, this blew my mind. Cause this is when you kind of get into the com the conversation, the real nuts and bolts is like, should and when will this, you know, constitution need to be replaced? Cause the amendment thing becomes a huge big deal. Do you know how many, how many proposed amendments there have been since the ratification of the U S constitution? Uh, how many amendments? I mean, I'd be guessing, I don't think it's been a ton, um, I, I would say, does this include the ones that pass the 27? Include there? the ones that pass. Yeah. <clears throat> Total proposed amendments. I would say 40. 40. I have no idea. 60. It's been around 11,000. Whoa. Yeah. 11,000. So people are always trying to amend that bad boy. And it's unbelievably hard to do. I didn't know that. It's crazy hard to amend, which is most people's big reason for saying it might need to just be you know redrafted sure with a with a different process in mind because the current process is a proposal proposal has to be done by two-thirds of uh both houses of congress or two-thirds of a national convention called by congress on behalf of the states are you guys familiar with the equal rights amendment mm -hmm. no um so it, it was just in the news recently because uh it just finally got the last vote it needed to have enough states to ratify it um it just happened this year now that uh, proposed amendment was originally proposed in 1923. Uh, it didn't get passed by Congress until 1972. And this, this amendment is designed to guarantee equal legal rights for all American citizens, regardless of sex. And it seeks uh, to end the legal uh, distinctions between men and women, which seems like just from a basic human rights standpoint of like, Oh, hang on that. We don't, we don't have that. We don't have a, a guarantee of equal rights for men and women, but we, we don't, and we've been working on it. And it's amazing because it was originally passed by Congress in 1972, and the deadline was 1979. They had until 1979 to ratify it within the states. So it's it's really confusing as to what's going on. And you can just see from 1923 to 2020, one amendment mm -hmm. has been trying to get passed. That's almost yeah. 100 years. I don't think it would be possible to change it because it's impossible to, p to pass a law like mm -hmm. you're saying so i don't think you could ever hope to change the constitution um without a revolution right. uh, of some kind i mean that's the only reason we have one in the first place is because we had enough people that were against something technically it's the second document we had the article uh the articles of uh the confederation oh sure that was our first document yeah i just don't think i don't think you'd ever have any hope of 
I mean, if it took 100 years to pass a, an amendment, I don't think you'd ever be able to rewrite the whole thing. But then again, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really see the point of like just starting over from scratch just to start over from scratch. Like, it's it's a pretty good document. It's a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I don't know. Um, and nothing's perfect, and yeah. like, it doesn't really seem like it's a good idea to to get into this like 17, 19 year like we need to revisit it all the time because. Then at that point, then nothing is really permanent. Right. If you're looking at it like this is only going to last 20 years, then it's almost like it's think about it in a, a smaller uh, sense, like a smaller scale. Um, when one president, let's say a Republican president, you know, uh, is all for some policy, puts something in place. And then four years later, you get a Democratic president, yeah. and he's all anti that thing, and it just gets undone. And then right. the Republican mm-hmm. president puts it back in place. It's just back yeah. ping pongs back and, back and forth. Back and forth back What's and the forth. point of even doing it if you know it's going to get? You know, if you only got four years, and then it's just going to be changed. And at, so you bring up a good point too. Like just because Thomas Jefferson said it should only last nineteen years, this was something that no one had ever done before. Right. I mean, this this is like whatever predictions the NASA people were trying to make about what happens when we go to the moon that probably changed a lot after we're actually there. Yeah. Right. So to me, that's stale information. That's not... Right. To me, that holds no authority or it's not even really warranted anymore because we've proven uh, it lasts longer than 19 years. And yeah. my whole thing is this. With as much turmoil as there is in America, um, is the problem really a constitutional one? And the reason why I say that is because people still use constitutional rights to defend what they believe needs to take place, which mm-hmm. shows that the Constitution itself is not the problem. It's how people are applying it and living it out. Right. I don't see a lot of people complaining about the Constitution. It's how the Constitution is being applied. Right. Yeah. And I see we're very far away from people agreeing collectively like the constitution is the problem so what do you think it takes because that's our that's you know that's the basis for our whole government so do you think the u.s government's here until you know the world is not i mean there's no way to say if 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 anything one thing that i haven't said yet that i've thought about is the the one thing that I, i think could cause a more expedited um, rewrite of the Constitution or something like that is if there's some major catastrophe like if a nuclear war breaks out yeah you know? something that just completely destroyed our civilization as we knew it yeah or, or right. even if it doesn't destroy our civilization but if 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 there there is a plague of some sort you know, if coronavirus wipes well, I mean, out half the world that's a big societal breakdown yeah yeah then, then I could see um, the form of government needing to be rethought because the the human existence has been changed that much but but again we're you, you you can't predict that stuff. Right. I mean, there's no way to know. So, uh, personally, uh, I think it's probably going to be around for a while, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. One thing that I would be really interested to find out, I'm sure if someone has done this, is to... The Constitution was some really smart guys' best attempt at coming up with something totally new. But what about computer technology and oh, artificial intelligence? Yeah. What if you ran some computer models to try to design the best government? I bet it would be, you know, analyzing the best of what's yeah. working now. Take the U.S. Constitution and New Zealand's Constitution or whatever else and just be like, this is working and this is working, this is failing. Analyzing all this stuff. And computers can do so much better than, than people can. Yeah, you could, like, program in, Don't like... Don't say that. They're listening. You could program in, like... Uh, 
happiness, like they usually pull like societal happiness with their government or satisfaction, and you could put in like safety, well, just and like yeah, health, just like, and you could put it all together. Things that like inevitable like um, stalemates, you know, like it would be able to see like okay, over this amount of time, you're going to develop two parties, and then these parties will never be able to agree because of gridlock, and then there's just impossible scenarios or whatever. It's it can predict like kind of war games right. and like all those kind of like those scenarios. Uh, computers are really good at that kind of stuff, so I wonder if it would be able to say like here's how. Here's a better way to set all this up where you don't have this. It's a better balance of power, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's a pretty, it's lasted us this long. And and again, like, it because it's lasted us this long, I think it's almost what we're saying is like, it's impossible to change. Right. The longer it goes on, the more impossible to change it's going to be. Yeah, because that's true. the more generations have grown up mm-hmm. with it, like, it's basically it's the Bible. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't change it's it. It's there. It's there. Like that becomes well, yeah, a that's major problem. It. Yeah. If, as soon as it starts hurting people, that's when they're going to be yeah. willing to do that. But it's, Long as we're, you know, sitting on the back porch drinking down our, our Bud Lights, and we just want to protect our, our guns, or whether we're, you know, sitting in Washington State and we're running some, you know, startup tech firm or whatever it is, or like, in Nebraska, wherever that is. As long as we're able to consider to continue to pursue what each individual sees as their, um, their dream or their mm-hmm. right or the the life they want to have, which I think is a a, a large majority of Americans. I, it just it won't it doesn't hurt enough to do anything about it. I think we'll complain, we'll gripe, and we'll go on Twitter tirades. But um, and, and this is another thing. This actually gets more into a sociological look at, at America as opposed to a political. Any anybody that is actually hurt by our constitution probably doesn't have a voice. That's it's true. probably the the people that are poorest, the marginalized. Um, and and they don't have a large enough voice with a collective enough agenda to move the needle on that. Yeah, and they say most people, when it comes down to it, only vote for what's going to directly affect them. That's right. Like as an individual, not even like the people around them. Like my life, what's going to, what do I think is going to most affect my life? And a lot of that comes down to taxes. People just want to make want more money for themselves. Which is why I think a lot of people do get really xenophobic and they get. Um, racist towards Mexicans and stuff like that because I think that's when they do see like well but my my America's being ruined it's being mm-hmm. taken over and and if that minority voice and I'm not even talking about illegal immigrants I'm just yeah. talking about people that w- weren't born you know Anglo you know mm-hmm. people and white mm-hmm. people in America um, that when those minorities like the Mexicans the Latinos which are growing at a faster rate than any other minority right. start to have such a voice that they actually become the majority voice that that moves things. That that could that be could majorly shift things. What yeah. what shifts things? Yeah, th- I, that's something. Yeah, I didn't even consider is like what happens when the cultural shift of the United States because it will like that it's will. inevitable. Yeah, us white guys are not going to be controlling this country much longer. Forever, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah, so Although at some it's point, been like that forever in England, but still in America, it's yeah, America they're not a melting pot. They're an island. We're a melting pot. Yeah, that's right. I think and very, uh, I think very soon. Actually, um, I don't remember the date it's projected to happen, but uh, when America will become majority minority, mm. meaning like there's the more, majority, majority of the people are be, is more uh, all of the minorities. All of the minorities together will be the majority. There's still white people will be a majority of the people. The biggest group. Or the biggest group, but they're not a majority of the people. Right. So. I think that there's definitely some procedural like reform that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's a lot that needs to happen as it pertains to term limits in Congress mm-hmm. and uh, money and politics. Something about how the balance of power is so tied to money. That's that's huge. But again, I just even those things, even the fact that like corporate America and lobbyists have such a hand in politics yeah. right now, I don't one, I don't know how you untangle that mess without a full rewrite. Mm-hmm. But two, as long as those people are in power and as long as for the most part most Americans are living comfortably. I just don't see it changing yeah. anytime soon. It's, I think it's a good thought experiment to kind of think through, and, and, and you should ask, like, hey, is this the best? Should we have this discussion? And I think every so often we should revisit that. And then if we don't, if we all think we're still good, we, we keep moving. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Danny. Yes. Interesting topic. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it. Hey, I appreciate that. You know what I think about the Constitution? What? There's a map written on the back of it. <laughs> all right. Do, is there anything else we need to add as we wrap up this podcast to the Earth-shattering, unbelievable announcement that is going announcement to that place. we're going to have an announcement. Yes, man, I wish we could give a date. I wish we could give a date. I'm so going to ballpark it. Should I ballpark it? I don't know when this podcast is coming out, so I couldn't ballpark it. I know what we can tell them. We can tell them that in the next podcast, with all the major announcements that are taking place, the next podcast will be the one where we announce our new name. I was say, yep, yep. I'm right. The there new with name you. of this podcast. Truth. We will be announcing that in our next time together. Mm-hmm. So the next time, after this one, all of a sudden, you're going to be subscribed to a totally different podcast. Like, why did I, what's, what's this oh, podcast? it's that one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So get ready that for makes that. makes sense. I almost feel like we're closing the curtain on, on this podcast no, one guys, point out. It's been fun. I, I kind of think of chapter one of this podcast that we're closing out right now as sort of like the beta phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We haven't really talked about this podcast very much. It's just been kind of like a fun us hanging out and we happen yeah. to be recording like, it. Guys, you know what we haven't done in a while? Podcast. podcast. And, and we all want to do it. You guys happen to be listening, listener, and we thank you for that. We're about to blow this thing up and it's about to get a lot more mm-hmm. uh awesome mm-hmm. yeah. and there's gonna be a lot more people listening which is cool that doesn't affect you really but we should come up with ideas right now on this podcast okay all right i think all we right, need we're to gonna have... spend about 20 minutes right now we need to have more guests love it uh we need to have them be more interactive with yeah. our listeners mm-hmm. we're gonna have a cool new intro like mm-hmm. where we actually have our stuff together and we like you know say the proper things instead yeah. of just fumbling through it like i always yeah. do yeah we're gonna come more prepared maybe with notes so that we don't give jeff too much to edit we can like stay on track mm-hmm. yeah. i mean i had notes this time but we still yeah, yeah, yeah some things that will be the same though is it's going to be about the past present future mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to be the three of us mm-hmm. it's going to be like this the topics are going to be su- surprises to the other people mm-hmm. um all the basic like constitutional pieces are going to yeah. be there mm-hmm. Ooh, can we do an episode where just our wives do it instead yes. of us it's a good idea i like uh, it it's weird yeah. We're I, not I, even I, there at all, you mean? Or just like, no, we're not in it. It's oh, just our wives. I thought you were saying our wives also. I know. No. We've talked about this before. I love that idea. No, just the wives. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. It's, it's weird. The wives cast. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about... Um, we've done it, what, once or twice now, maybe? The special topics. Yeah. And we've done one one special podcast about Denver Airport mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. one about music. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I think we should do more of that. Yeah, those Denver Airport's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I think maybe one. we should do more of those. Yeah. These are all good ideas. Anyways, for the Randomonium Podcast, I'm Danny Gula. I'm John Sam. I'm Jeff McCullough. Peace out. <laughs> anyways, bye. <laughs> yeah, that was very abrupt. <laughs> I like that. Just like, anyways, <laughs> bye. <laughs> no one's listening at that point. <laughs>